this one's going. Hi, I'm Christina Rodenbeck from the Oxford Astrologer, uh, and I'm here with my friend Sally Kirkman from sallykirkman.com. Yeah. Hi. Hi. And we're here talking about 2018 and what there is to look forward to coming up in the year ahead. So what do you think? I'm liking it. You would say that, wouldn't you? (laughs) I would say that. Being a Scorpion, we have the big planet Jupiter in Scorpio, where it's been since October 2017. But this is Scorpio's year, because Jupiter remains here until November, when it will move into Sagittarius. Great news for Sagittarius. Yeah, but that's not for ages. You have to drink in the gorgeousness and beauty and mellifluousness of Jupiter in Scorpio before then, which is going to be great for Scorpio. Yeah, absolutely. Expansive and pretty good for Cancer and Pisces, I would say. In fact, excellent. Sometimes it's easier even getting that trine, isn't it, than actually having it in your sign. It's lucky for water signs. Yeah, the three water signs, Cancer, mm. Scorpio, Pisces, is a real sense of flow. Mm. Uh, with Jupiter moving through Scorpio. But we were just talking about Aquarius, right? Yeah, with Aquarius. The um, signs where Jupiter is going to square or oppose, Mm. um, well, what I mean is by Aquarius, it's going to be on the midheaven. It's going to be at the top of the chart. Mm. For Leo, it's going to be down at the base, home, family, past, roots. And for Taurus, Jupiter's going to be boosting the seventh house of relationships. Which is lovely, actually. Which is lovely. It's a really good one. Um, Especially, you know, Jupiter in the seventh house is one of the nicest transits. Mm -hmm. It's about making more friends or about expanding your current friendships Mm -hmm. or your closest partnership. It's a good one for getting married, Yeah, actually. Um, And I think it's really important for Aquarius to know that this is a big year for your career, you know, mm-hmm. you're lucky in your career. You may get noticed by the boss, etc. Yep. Um, but Aquarius is also experiencing these eclipses, isn't it? Yes, we have five eclipses in 2018, and the majority of them are uh, across the Leo Aquarius mm. axis of the zodiac, um, which is kind of again, it's another big year with the eclipses. The Leo Aquarius eclipses started in. The middle of 2016 mm. and they'll end the beginning of 2019 this particular eclipse cycle mm. so for many leos and aquariuses it's been a time of change particularly with regard to relationships that's mm. kind an of identity i an would identity. say who you are is going to change yeah and i would say that for leo and aquarius to keep in mind that this is a process that you may not know exactly where the, what the shifts are going to be mm. But you are likely to be leaving some people's lives and some people may be leaving your life. Mm. Um, and this is an evolution. It just accelerates the evolution of your relationships and allows you to let go of some people, actually, mm-hmm. and allow other people in. Mm. You know, eclipses are all about sort of births and deaths, aren't mm-hmm. they? Metaphorically speaking. Um, and again, that will affect those other uh, fixed signs, yeah. right, won't it? Yeah. Um, Taurus and Scorpio, in other words, will be feeling these eclipses really strongly. Yeah. Um, but for them, it will be about probably family and career. Yeah. Or even moving house. Moving house. Um, yeah. And moving with, country. Yeah. And I think with Jupiter up in Scorpio as well, I mean, mm. already this year, 
I've had a few people talking about moving country. Yeah, I looking agree. Looking for new places to live, you know, which is often taking them abroad. It's like it's a really... big move. It's not a little one, isn't mm. it? Mm-hmm. Um, especially for you know, this is also if you have, um, uh, you know, this is when we talk about Leos or certain sun signs. We also you should look at your rising sign as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing is the Jupiter and then the eclipses and they all kind of hook up together but there is another element to that Aquarian uh, I don't know what you want to call it that jazz ensemble going on in mm-hmm. Aquarius because there's Mars as well in there which Mars retrograde happens in Aquarius like forever how long is Mars in Aquarius this year is it like six months something crazy yeah, I think it's almost six months, mm. and I think it's 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 from around May to November, mm. which is the same time that Uranus, Aquarius planet, is also on the move mm. into a new sign. It leaves behind Aries, mm. and it moves into Taurus. And also, don't forget, this is sorry, a little bit technical astrology, but mm. I love the fact that uh, it's Uranus leaving Aries sign ruled mm-hmm. by Mars. And Mars in Aquarius. So these two things are sort of connected. There's a connect. You can hear that there's, uh, mm. you know, uh, some kind of music going on there, isn't there? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so Uranus goes into Aquarius, into Taurus, for the first time in seven years. It's finally shifting signs out of fiery and rebellious Aries and moving into Taurus, which fits. It doesn't, the energy is quite weird, isn't it, between Uranus and Taurus? Yeah, I mean, Uranus basically is all about change, mm. you know, real kind of sudden movements in a way with Uranus. And Taurus is the Earth sign that's fixed Earth and is dogged <laughs> and, you know, doesn't, is very resistant to change. Yeah, it's all about staying the same, isn't it? It's all about staying the same and life will not remain yeah. the same with Uranus coming in. Yeah, so Taurians big shifts this is only the beginning of the big shifts mm-hmm. but it does uh, uranus will never be exactly opposite jupiter this year but they are in opposite signs yeah you know so this is a big stuff happening for those taurus mm-hmm. and you know taurus scorpio um so taurus from but you taurians will feel this as soon as it shifts i think and i also think that aries will feel it leaving will feel Uranus leaving, will mm. feel that release of tension. Mm. Because although Uranus is, can be great and exciting and move you forward, it also is stressful. Mm. And Aries may have had, I don't know, We would, I, I've met some Aries, I've had some talks with some Aries who've had a fantastic time with this, and some who've had a dreadful time with Uranus and Aries. Mm. And really it's depended on whether they wanted change beforehand or whether they were quite happy with where they were. Mm. And if they were seeking change, then it was brilliant. Mm -hmm. But if they were seeking, desiring stasis, then it was very difficult. Mm. And Uranus has been in Aries really for the past seven years. Yeah. I think, was was it 2010 it moved into Aries? Yeah, it all started with the Arab Spring. And the eruption of Fukushima was on pretty much on the day, wasn't it? So that's something to look out for in May (laughs) when Uranus moves into Taurus is what weird thing is going to erupt. Um, But that's all kind of tying in with the Mars in Aquarius, which for Aquarians who are already experiencing, maybe experiencing 
possible opportunities in their career and eclipses, so people leaving in relationships, Aquarians will also be feeling disrupted by Mars. Mm. A long Mars transit like that can be, again, quite stressful, can't it? Yeah, or, I mean, you know, on the one hand, disrupted, but also it's kind of when you've got Mars in your sign, it's competitive. Yeah. It's assertive. It's, you know, aggressive as well, in a mm. way. So for some Aquarians, it's about stepping up their game. Yeah. And kind of, you know, if you're going to play big, then you need kind of the attitude that goes with that. And you'll have it, and you will need to play big because Jupiter is going to be on your midheaven. Mm. But then for Leos, it's going to be the other way around, isn't it? They're going to have Mars in the plan in the in the part of their chart that's to do with relationships it's to do with friends and enemies isn't it mm -hmm. so you may have a, a fight on your hands mm. possibly yeah wouldn't you say i mean there's another positive side to that though um oh passion yeah exactly yeah mars it's, is passion too it's sexy it's sexy it could be incredibly exciting yeah time for love and relationships uh for one-to-ones i mean times of real energy mm. real energized relationships people coming in who kind of light up your life and mm. a go-getting dynamic um and real excitement mm. but also i mean we've got to remember that mars is going to be retrograde mm. for from mainly the end of june to the end of august so it'll be kind of stop start stop yeah. start full on and then whoop retreat yeah and then yeah. full on again. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it, it could be quite, I mean, actually, I think it might be quite good for thinking about business partnerships. Yeah. For Leo, maybe, uh, as well as like desire, passion, sex, you know, etc. that comes with Mars. But also, if there's a need to sort of get someone who gets you going, yeah. you know, anybody who gets you going, um, they'll, they'll make themselves become evident. Mm. Um, of course, you're right about the retrograde part of that. So it, it's not going to be all very, very straightforward. The last Mars that retrograde was the whole Brexit vote in this country. Mm -hmm. um, that took place under the Mars retrograde. It started in the shadow of the retrograde. And one thing that we all, all astrologers will tell you about a Mars retrograde is don't start something because it's not going to turn out how you think you think it is. And someone should have told David Cameron that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, but, and also this is, in Aquarius, it's interesting because it's about the community, isn't it? It's about the pop, general population. About the collective as well, mm. working alongside other people. Mm. Kind of, you know, it's that finding your tribe feel, isn't it? Yeah, or finding your tribe and then rejecting it again. Yeah. Because it's retrograde. <laughs> and then finding it again. And I then you. thinking, no, I don't. Yeah. How did I end up here? Um, it's, it's a bit confusing. Venus goes retrograde too. It does, in Scorpio. Yep. Towards the end of the year. I mean, that's really from the beginning of October to mid-November when it moves back into Libra. Now, what do you? how do you feel about uh, Venus retrograde in Scorpio? You don't have Venus in Scorpio, do you? I do have you Venus You do have in Venus in Scorpio. Well, I mean, it's the planet of love, isn't it? And the star sign that kind of has a sexy reputation, but also it's to do with all things hidden. So there's kind of intrigue and there's mystery. Um, and when Venus is retrograde there, even more so. Yeah. I mean, nothing is kind of uh, clear. I mean, nothing, you know, you don't really know what's going on at all with Venus and Scorpio. Yes. And it also, I always think that it's slight, 
don't take this the wrong way, Sally, but it's slight, it has a hint of sort of nostalgia de la boue or, you know, rolling around in the gutter, liking things a little bit dirty, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Venus and Scorpio. Yeah, it could be going into all <laughs> kinds of, you know. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. It um, could. But also jealous, you know, and, he, and also back to our Taurian friends. Mm-hmm. Um, who've been experiencing this expansion of their friendship or their relationship. It's interesting that Venus goes retrograde. Venus is Taurus's own ruling planet. Venus goes retrograde in the opposite sign to Taurus and in the house of relationships. So I would suggest, and this is really an obvious one, but it happens to work, is that old boyfriends or girlfriends do show up. Yeah. Uh, and it might be quite nice, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. Or if you were having a secret affair, it's all going to come out into the open. So don't do it, okay? Mm. Um, but old boyfriend's turning up for the Taurus, I would, I think. Yeah. Or maybe a change of heart. Yeah. Maybe this, you know, Jupiter and Scorpio, you're going quite wild in relationships. Mm. And it's all very expansive. And then suddenly, yeah, you know, you take stock at the end of the year. And yeah. need time to reflect, review, mm. ponder. <laughs> or just fall, fall more deeply in love. Maybe retrogrades just take you deeper. Yeah, don't they? And mm-hmm. re- and a Venus retrograde in Scorpio, which is a sign we associate with like deep psychology, deep connection, mm. deep emotions. None mm. of the shallow stuff. Mm. This is you know seriously uh, obsessive passion, isn't it? Yeah, and it's learning about relationships as well. So it could be quite a revelatory. Yeah. Yeah about relationships Mm. um you know who's right for you your part in relationships Mm. real deep learning Mm. it's interesting that you know this the that we have the jupiter and scorpio and then followed by this venus retrograde in scorpio Mm. um because i just have to mention me too yeah okay mention you uh, (laughs) me too (laughs) hashtag um, but you know that rev- the revelations that we have with that have come out with me too, right? Yeah. Um, are to do with women yeah. and how they've been mistreated. Yes. We've got Venus coming up, this re- Venus retrograde in Scorpio. That's going to drag a lot of stuff up again, you know. So it's going to connect to that Jupiter and Scorpio. Mm. But the Jupiter and Scorpio, the revelations that it has brought forth. Um, connects to the Pluto and Capricorn, don't you think? Yeah, because Jupiter and Pluto, I mean, one of the themes, big themes of the year is the fact that they're in connection, Jupiter and Pluto. Mm. I mean, they meet three times. They meet in January, April, September, so they're working together. Mm. Mm. Um, And very much connected because Pluto is co-ruler of Scorpio. Mm. Um, So there is this real sense of things being exposed. Mm. You know, Pluto has this reputation, too, of kind of corruption and all things that are forbidden in a way. And it's also got a connection with the truth, hasn't it? Pluto likes to reveal the filth in order to reveal the truth. Yeah. So it's like getting out all, it's taking out the garbage is what Pluto does. Mm. Um, it tells you this is garbage, first of all, and then it takes out the garbage mm. eventually. God, I wish it would hurry up with this Capricorn garbage thing. Anyway, we've got years more of that. But this year, Pluto's working in concert with Jupiter yeah. in Scorpio. So that's one of the reasons we have these revelations about sex, which is, of course, a Scorpio thing. Yeah. 
um, Pluto, we associate with, it has a sort of sex reputation as well, a bit, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Maybe the darker side. Um, and power, of course. Power. Those two, and Cap both Capricorn and Scorpio are signs that uh, have, uh, they are partly about power. Mm. Um, Scorpio is more about psychological or hidden power, mm. and Capricorn is more about real power. Yeah. Practical power. Um, but I would suggest also that that Scorp Jupiter and Scorpio, Pluto and Capricorn is about money because Scorpio is one of the money signs. Yeah. Um, so bad investments mm -hmm. may be revealed, mm. you know, or companies that like Carillion that mm -hmm. are not working. Mm. Um, but let's talk more about the sort of personal stuff again. So uh, we haven't even touched on Capricorn, right? And it's a big year for Capricorn. <laughs> it's a big, it's like huge, isn't it? Yeah. You have your own planet, Saturn, back in Capricorn since the end of last year, where it's going to be till 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and that cycle really is approximately every 30 years. So suddenly you have Saturn in Capricorn, a lot of strength in its own sign, kind of a theme of the empire builder. I always mm. feel with Saturn in Capricorn, it's like, right, line up those mountains, let's get up them, let's get ambitious, let's make things happen. I also think that it's important that um, Saturn is walking in the footsteps of Pluto. Yeah. So Saturn is fixing all, you know, Pluto has been going through Capricorn, breaking things mm -hmm. and uh, burning things down mm -hmm. and unmaking things and forcing Capricorns to get real. Um, and we'll talk about cancer as well in a minute because it's very relevant for cancer people, you know, cancer rising and cancer sun. Uh, and if you've got a lot of planets in cancer. But Saturn is making things good again, I think. It's mm -hmm. actually shoring up those ba those boundaries that have been broken, uh, rebuilding, fixing those walls. Mm -hmm. um, it's possible to really get things done with Saturn and Capricorn because Saturn also is working together with Jupiter and Scorpio um, because of those two signs working so harmoniously together. Mm. Uh, at the beginning of the year, right now, there's like a ton of energy in Capricorn mm -hmm. and all planets are in direct motion i think until march yeah. except for i think one of the some, one of the asteroids but the main planets are all in direct motion so it's quite good to be getting things done and saturn in capricorn for everybody is about getting real um again it's about telling being truthful and getting to the base of things Mm -hmm. and not messing around with fripperies. Mm. And it's accountability as well, I think, yes. following hard on the heels of Pluto. Yeah. You know, being accountable for. Um, so kind of themes of responsibility as well. Mm. And integrity. Integrity, very much so. I mean, one thing I would say with this lineup of planets is that you people who've been getting away with stuff for years aren't going to. Mm. I mean, we're not going to get everybody, but, you know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and you know, one of the things I would say to Capricorns in general is that you may be involved in this. Mm. You know, it's your integrity that's important. Yeah. Um, I think that if you're, you know, for Cancers, this is all going to be in your house of relationships, all of this stuff. And that can be... Um, so this is really where your focus is going to be, mm. for sure, isn't it? I mean... Cancer is going to be thinking about their one-to-ones. Mm. And what's that going to mean with the 
you know, Saturn and Pluto there now. They're heavy planets in yeah, a way. Heavy. Is it going to be about encountering, you know, people maybe needing to kind of look at giving power away or stepping into your own power, mm. issues around control in relationships? Mm. Um, you know, in many ways, I think it's kind of, because cancer can be such a sort of soft mm. sign as well, mm. you know, ruled by the moon, very receptive, very giving sign. Mm. So I think it's going to be, in a way, kind of learning to, to deal on a different level yeah. in relationships, both personal and professional. It's learning to maybe not give everything away, mm. you know, to toughen up. Mm. And also, you know, one of the things that Saturn, in that, through that part of your chart, can mean, it can actually mean that you decide to make a commitment to another person, or another person makes a commitment to you. It's quite serious, sort of settling down yeah. aspect. Mm. Now, it's quite good for actually for um going across the top of the chart isn't it now i'm going to get this mixed up again i'm going to get it upside down but i won't uh 10th house aries 10th house aries yeah aries 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 have got it in there yeah 10th house so sun aries aries ascendant it's good it's really good it's about stepping Mm. into authority it's stepping into a new responsible roles it's about heading things up in a way isn't it? it's a real potential for the leadership side of aries to but but you have to be responsible you have to take on all the other stuff that comes with it yeah duty responsibility you know play respectful role mm. all of that you know there's that kind of feel with capricorn there mm. Yeah. So and and really, wherever Capricorn is in your chart, what you do, you need to commit to. Mm. So there's always this committal, quit element in a mm. way. You know, you need to commit and you need to look at the long term. Or quit. Or quit. Yeah. I mean, that's the other part of it is it can be the t- the end of your career. Yeah. For example, for Aries, mm-hmm. it could be the end of one career and the start of another. Yeah. One door or, closing, another yeah, door opening. Definitely. I mean, the, and there's no. One thing that Capricorn, that Saturn likes is putting in effort, you know, making you put in the effort. Mm. But it's also okay with Saturn, I think, to finish something if it's not working, Mm. you know. So the same, again, applies to cancer. It's like you may end a relationship Mm. because it's not working. And that's also fine. That's a fine way to deal with this transit. And the other sign that's, you know, picking up the angles is Mm. Libra. With Capricorn in their fourth house. This is a this is a house move quite often, isn't it? It's a house move, or you know, I I've already seen this with Libras that they're actually having. Sometimes you come to um, a position where you can't mm. move, or things aren't working out on the home or property front, and it's mm. okay. I can't do it that way. What mm. am I going to do? You know, you've got to you've got to look at things differently and get quite tough around it in a way. That's what's you know. It can be about on. giving something up, can't it? Yes, giving up one uh, idea of how things are going to work out and realizing that actually it's not practical. They're yeah. going to be this way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So where are we? We've had our Uranus in Aries. We've had our Saturn in Capricorn. We oh. Chiron. Chiron. <laughs> That's another big shift this year. Mm-hmm. After seven years, is it, in Pisces, Chiron is moving back and forth this year mm-hmm. between the end of Pisces and the beginning of Aries. Mm-hmm. And 
it's a, I think it's massive, actually. Mm-hmm. Subtle, but massive. Because it's the very, you know, Pisces is the very last sign of the Zodiac and Aries is the very beginning. And those two energies couldn't be more different in a way. Mm. Um, so Chiron is finishing some stuff off and beginning other stuff. Mm. Um, I mentioned to you earlier that I looked this up and the, the last time Chiron was doing exactly this move back and forth between these two signs was 1968, which was a huge year of revolution and uh, tumult. Mm-hmm. Um and I think there may be something about like that in the collective, mm-hmm. a feeling of unease. Mm-hmm. Um, but for that's important for Pisces, though. But I, and uh, it's important for Aries as well. But the, the Chiron leaving your sign is actually, I think, um, it's been there a really long time, and Chiron may have brought some pain or distress or learning or wisdom you may have changed your career even during this transit into something more in service or more about healing um and you have been through some kind of i don't want to say um you've been through a uh it's maybe too extreme to say a shamanic experience but you've been through um uh, you've gone through a doorway with Chiron going through your sign and that has probably had some arduous parts to it mm. um and now you're re- it's you're it it's leaving you and you can carry on you know it should feel like a relief mm-hmm. so what about Chiron and Aries I mean is this going to tap into there's always the side of Aries that's um you know the white knight and mm. on its charger wanting to do that bit to help other people and mm-hmm. be of service yeah um there's a real theme of that in Aries I mean is that going to kind of bring that to the fore do you think with Chiron moving into Aries yeah I think that Chiron and Aries is going to be about defending the weak yeah yeah I I I think that uh, for instance Gandhi has Chiron and Aries okay um, so I think that it's becoming a warrior for the people who are outcast. Mm. That that's what a lot of the people, either people who have Chiron and Aries, mm. and that's people born in the seventies, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Or Aries feeling that Chiron transit, you know, will feel compelled to do something either um, for the underdog, or they may feel themselves. You know, they may again have this sort of shamanic transition, I think, that a lot of Pisces have experienced. Mm. But being Aries, of course, it's much more, um, uh, you know, evident. It's likely to be more physical almost. Mm -hmm. Um, It's interesting because Chiron is about the spiritual and the physical. It's yeah. about how our bodies are a spiritual thing too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be very interesting when Chiron's in Aries to see how that works out because Aries is such a physical sign. Yeah. Um, oh, Neptune and Pisces. We haven't even talked about Neptune and Pisces. We that's haven't. how Neptunian is. Neptune's still in Pisces. Um, yeah, and doing lovely things this year with Jupiter. Jupiter and Neptune, two of the most boundless planets. Jupiter and Scorpio, Neptune and Pisces, wafting in and out of one another. Mm. Um, I mean, there's 
Yeah, there's a real feel of emotions, a mm. wave of emotions with this Jupiter Neptune, and because it's a trine aspect, this this can, you know, bring people together. And with the Jupiter Neptune. I've got to say, it's fabulous for both Pisces and Scorpio. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and my dear Cancers, you know, we were set, we were being a little, we were slightly worried, I guess, about the Saturn and all that. You got the support of Jupiter and Neptune yeah. all year. Yeah. Right. So this is a spiritual support, but also luck, a bit of luck. It's luck, and it's tapping into your dreams. It's yeah. really going for what for what you want. You know, trust and faith mm. come in very much to the mix, and kind of believing, believing mm. that things are possible, having big vision, big dreams. Um, for the mutable signs, it means something a little bit different, though, doesn't it? The for Sagittarius. Uh, the other mutable signs aside from Pisces for Sagittarius, Virgo, and um, Gemini. Gemini. So, you know, Sagittarians are experiencing that. Oh, God, I'm getting all turned around with my chart again. Sagittarius in with Pisces, where Neptune is, mm, yeah. in the fourth house. Yeah, so unsettled home life could be. Living on a boat. Living on a boat. Uh, traveling, that might be nice. Um, my, my sister, who is Sagittarian, has she lives in California and she's had uh, she's had the fire, she's had uh, mudslides. Um, she so she's had the fire flood mudslides. Yeah. Luckily, her house is still standing because mm-hmm. every every place around her. Mm. Um, but slightly unsettling for mm-hmm. the home. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's something, Neptune brings in these sort of, uh, can make you feel unsettled. Mm-hmm. I made that sound a little bit dramatic. It may just be living on a boat mm-hmm. or, you know, living in a very artistic household. Yeah. Um, creative commune. Yeah, creative commune. How lovely could that be? <laughs> um, or having a lot of... Um, offspring or something having your family just get so huge bringing you having tons of refugees come live with you or something maybe, you know? maybe. <laughs> um but gemini's kind of the opposite isn't it with yeah. neptune on the it's in the career vocation yeah. sector i mean this you know i think for some gemini's if the neptune in pisces up at the top of the chart has been playing out and sort of flowing career flowing but not really knowing where you're going sometimes mm. um kind of mulling things over you know what next reflecting mm-hmm. but there's very often not a direct you know a real sense of direction with it you and if anything confused. if anything with the neptune you do need to find inspiration you do need um you know you do need to try different things go with mm. the flow it can be really confusing it is fantastic for a career in the arts. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So if you're a Gemini, and when I say career in the arts, I mean very, very broadly. Mm. You know, anything like that at all, with mm. anything Neptunian. Or if you want to be a sailor, of course, that, yeah. that's also good. But, you know, anything Neptunian is absolutely blessed mm. at the moment for Geminis, mm. which means film, theater, uh, glamour. Yeah. Not that kind of glamour, the other kind of glamour. Glamour, you know, yeah. um, glitz, mm. all of those things are very, you know, um, uh, you can go you can go far. You can, your career can go from zero to the stratosphere, I would yeah. say, in the in these years that Neptune is in Pisces. Especially, yeah. you know, if you're one of these Geminis who are like a storyteller. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, um, it's it's really good, and this year in particular is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, because of, you know because of that angle from Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Um, and what about Virgo? Oh, Virgo. Opposite sign. I know. Either it's confusing, and you have a, and either you have the ideal lover mm-hmm. who wafts into your life and sweeps you up your heat, feet feet like Prince Charming. Uh, yeah, I've known, I know a particular Virgo who that has happened to, but there's also the possibility of the other side of Neptune isn't there with that. Mm-hmm. But I do, I think that you have got to have, you know, when you fall in love, Neptune is often activated and people mm-hmm. say, oh, that's terrible because then eventually all the, you know, the, the scales fall, fall from your eyes. But no, you can't fall in love without glamour can you you have to have the fantasy you have to have the idealism yeah the honeymoon you have to have the honeymoon, you have to have man. The honeymoon period that's what love's all about yeah Romance. Romance. Honeymoon period. <laughs> so i think for virgo it's fantastic mm. um and don't worry when neptune leaves pisces it's it doesn't mean that it just stops mm. there is the other side of it of course is going to involve with a you know a drunk person or Someone who's like a waste. Someone who needs saving, maybe. Yeah. There's, yeah, you need to watch out for that, really. Don't Which Virgo can be good at as well. That's why it's not so bad. Mm. Neptune belongs in Pisces. Mm. It's in its own sign. I mm. mean, so just to sort of recap a little bit, Neptune is in its own sign this year. Yeah. Very, very strong. Uh, which gives all Pisces a little bit of extra power. Yeah. It's lucky for water signs. Could be very romantic for Virgos. Saturn is also in its own sign this year, so very strong too. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of activity going on for Aquarians, as we discussed. What else is there? Um, well, we've got the Scorpio. And the Scorpio Element, Jupiter and Scorpio. Um, Uranus and Taurus, moving, changing signs. Yeah. Um, and also we've got a new eclipse cycle. That's the one thing. The, the, the Cancer Capricorn eclipse cycle also starting in the summer. Yeah, maybe so. we should end up with on that, which is just that, you know, th- th- that's the beginning. That will give you a sign. That's on the 13th of July, isn't it? Is right. that right? Um, yes. It'll give you the indication of what that next eclipse cycle might be about for you. Mm-hmm. You'll have a feeling about it. Because it's the first one in there, and then you're not going to get another one in there until what? Till uh, January. January 2019. 2019, mm. and then that eclipse cycle really starts in Cancer Capricorn, which will be very interesting to watch. Mm. So, an incredible year. Great year. Looking forward to it. Me too. See you next time. Take care. Bye. Bye.